Welcome to episode 11 of Wax Half Full. I'm your host, Wax, joined as always by my co-host, Ads. Ads, how are you today? I'm not tired. Uh, Is that what I'm supposed to say? Uh, I just lost some games of League of Legends, so I'm in an extremely zen state of mind. Mm. That's what I am, just zen. Any updates on your uh, your JET application? Or are you still waiting for the interview there? Uh, interview in like two weeks, but other than that, no real updates. I'm oh. getting uh, checked up by the government to see if I've robbed any banks and stuff like that to get my visa sorted. So. They background check you. Yeah, they background check me. Okay. Are you are you okay there? Are you worried? Yeah, I'm, I'm not worried, hopefully. Right. I, I mean, I, I was worried Don't for worry, you. man. Like, I get, like, Australians, degenerates, you know. But, yeah, calm down. No, I'm good. Should hey, be good. hey, I'm not insinuating anything. Not alleging anything. Alleging, <laughs> anything. alleging anything that you haven't alleged yourself of somehow. You know, right. they're, they're, do, you, do you have, like, the, the Fifth Amendment in a... Wait. No, you don't. Yeah, the Fifth Amendment. Okay, so self-incrimination, guys. Self-incrimination. Any, anyway, anyway, speaking, speaking of Japan, today... Our guest is none other than Cameron, who is affectionately known as Camtaro for it because of his affinity for Japan. Cam, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. And it's funny because uh, in the last in the last year or so, you got you all have been associating me for my increasing uh, uh, time spent learning Chinese, and now uh, I'm coming back to my roots. Going to be talking about some Japan stuff. Right, Cam. Uh, have you listened to the podcast? Uh, a little bit. Okay. Uh, definitely have not had time to listen to every episode, but uh, I've I've skimmed. All right, so you know how the, you know how the shit goes, more or less. All right, could you just introduce yourself? Because you know we always keep up the pretense that there are new listeners who don't know everyone. So of course, of course, yeah. Well, one so, wants to know who you are. All right. Um. So I'm Cameron. I uh, been a I know know these guys through through esports. Been uh, uh, through like being a fan of StarCraft, League of Legends, etc. Uh, in my non-gaming life, I uh, work in biomedical in-, in the biomedical industry, but uh, these guys don't care about that. Everybody cares about the fact that I speak fluent Japanese. I'm N1 certified, and I lived in Japan for half a year uh, and uh, have been back a number of times. And for a couple years, I exclusively covered Japanese uh, League of Legends, which was really fun. Uh, getting to kind of see that scene come up from nothing because uh, PC gaming is always really is much more underground in Japan relative to uh, their neighbors like China and Korea, and uh, it was just really fun, really indie. Um, and now, just every once in a while, I write some Japanese language articles for basically Japanese games to GameSpot, GameStop yeah. on the brain. Um, so Game yeah. Stop. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> invest yeah. in game if you want anything just invest in gamestop i don't really understand don't stuff, invest right? in gamestop invest don't. in gamestop i don't care oh but yeah we're, we're speaking on the 27th so right now this could be good advice or, or horrendous advice so yeah or or you might not even be able to anymore i think it's always yeah. been horrendous advice yeah. But anyways. Yeah. yeah unless you're the one guy who bought it first yeah if you're the guy who bought it first you're doing well yeah. so so uh ads do you have any uh you have any questions for our OG Weeb ahead of your, your hopefully your approved stint in Japan? Uh, I don't know, not really. You can't drop a question like that on me without having prep. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, man? You're just putting me right on the spot. Not really. I don't know. I, I I'm like 
perma i'm like perma online as we know uh, i just yeah. make lots of very extensive spreadsheets and there's nothing to prepare about like i don't even know where the fuck i'm going if i go yeah. well i will say based on what i've heard you're actually much more prepared for jet than most people who apply for jet yeah. Because as you might imagine, the demographic for Jet is, especially the last 15 years, like super tur- turbo weebs who want to go to Tokyo. Um, yeah. But as you've said, you don't particularly want to go to Tokyo. Yeah, um, Tokyo is my least preferred place. And so you'll already be uh, more likely to be successful at this than most people. Yeah. Uh, because what happens to like half of the people who get into Jet is they get uh, they get sent to the boonies and they hate it. Oh, yeah. so I kind of I kind of wonder though. So in the last maybe five five years, with the release of animes like Your Name, maybe the pastoral uh, Japan has more appeal to weebs now. Maybe it, it might change going forward. See, I, I I think that you might get people who kind of think that, and then they get there and they're like, the internet fucking sucks. I uh, can't get anywhere, and so nobody here speaks English. <laughs> well, yeah. So you're coming from Australia, where the internet sucks anyway. So well, well no one speaks English is like a, is a given. But why? Well, what, what are our misconceptions from uh, the romantic uh, pastoral views afforded to us in your name? What's what's like actual like rural Japan like? I mean, I've, I I did a homestay in like I semi rural Japan. Like there were there were rice paddies and shit everywhere, but there was a major train station not that far away. Um, and I mean, it's it's not that different or like, or anything. It's probably more normal than most people will expect. And that like people just kind of live lives that aren't any different really from here. Like not everybody who lives in rural Japan, like goes out and works the fields or whatever. Um, and I don't know. Uh, you're just, your internet's going to suck. It's going to be really inconvenient to get anywhere. Um, it's going to be really humid. Actually, that's the number one thing people don't know before they get there is that the humidity mm. is garbage. I've been like, to Japan in the summer. It was pretty disgusting. It, that's why I went to Hokkaido. <laughs> yeah. When I homestayed, um, when I homestayed in, uh, high school, uh, we, it was middle of summer. I think it was August. So yeah, I went in we, July. Yeah. Uh, when we got to the, uh, the home, the place I was homestaying, originally they put me in one of their spare bedrooms. Uh, and, uh, most Japanese houses, at least at that time in the, in that area don't have AC or if they do, it's like a room AC as opposed to like a central AC. So it was so hot and humid in that bedroom. I literally could not sleep. And I, they had to put like a, a mosquito killer, like one of the, like a mosquito trap in the room. Uh, cause there were so many of them. And like, I maybe got two hours of sleep that night. And then the next morning, I think they did it on purpose. Cause they told me, you don't have to sleep here anymore. You can go sleep in the nice room that has the AC. So I think they were hazing me, but I'm not sure. Um, but there, there's one room in the house that had AC. And oh, wait, wait. They kicked themselves out of the nice room so that you, no, the no, no. white man, could sleep in their beds. Is that what you're trying to say? No, no, no. So the, the nice room is their living room. Okay. So their, their living room was the only room in the house that has tatami floors. Um, mm-hmm. which, uh, as you, if you haven't experienced them, they're just way like cooler temperature than yeah, any yeah. other type of floor. Um, and it's the only room that had like a wall AC. Um, so it was cool. And so, and apparently according to my friend who stayed with them the previous year, they did this to him too. So they made him, they, they make the, the, the white guys sleep in the humid bedroom that all of them are used to and don't give a shit about, but they know you're not going to be able to handle it. So they prepare to move you into the living room the next night. I see. 
Well, yeah, it's very hot in the summer. I was surprised at how hot it was because yeah. I went there. I live in Australia my whole life, so I've, I've known the heat. But the heat yeah. in Australia and Japan is completely different. It's like yeah. super humid yeah. in Japan, whereas here it's just fucking hot. And the other thing is you don't burn in Japan. Like you don't get sunburned. Oh, I was out in the sun all day. Well, you do because you're fucking white. But yeah, I was out in the sun all day. <laughs> if you come to Australia and you go into the sun for five minutes, it's guaranteed burn. Oh, the sun God, is just, yeah. yeah, the sun is just insane here because there's no uh, ozone. Yeah, they're, they're, they're like, it would be fun to visit Australia, but my God, I'm pretty sure I would not escape without cancer. Um, Highest and I ha- cancer rates in the world. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Wait, really? Holy shit. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, skin cancer. Um, that year when we went, um, it was with my high school, uh, and we originally, our flight got delayed. And so we had to do an overnight in, uh, in Hawaii. And I was so pissed because like, it's like wasting a day of my trip to Japan. That's only going to be like two and a half weeks. Um, all the other people who were on the trip were like super psyched to get to visit Hawaii and go play at the beach. And I'm just fuming sitting like, when are we going to get on the fucking plane? Let's go, let's go. Uh, and then it immediately flipped when we arrived in Japan because it's so hot and so garbage that you, and we went to Kyoto first, which is like, had the least AC and the least shade and is just generally hotter than Tokyo. So everyone else on the trip is just falling over dying because they're, it's too hot, too humid. They're miserable. And I'm just like, oh yeah, let's go. We're in Japan. Let's go. Let's go see that. Let's go see that. Yeah. That was and, me and my uh, mates pretty much. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, it was a nice little bit of, uh, of revenge. I'm glad you're talking about the bugs because I feel like that's one of the things people mm. don't know about farmland in general if you've lived in a city. And this is not just, you know, whether it's it's not just Japanese farmland, it's farmland anywhere. It's a lot of oh, yeah. bugs in, when you go out of the city. So yeah. if you're living in a rural place, you're going to see like centipedes. And if it's if it's a moist place, that's just a ton of mosquitoes. Just a lot of yeah, fucking yeah, bugs. Yeah. But I guess like you're used to that in Australia because you're, you're a farmer, Ads. There's bugs in, in Sydney, yeah. Pretty bad sometimes, but it depends on the weather. Yeah, the weather well, leading live, up this summer. Well, you don't live in Sydney proper. You live like out. Well, you live out on a farm. Well, no, yeah. I don't live in a farm. I live in the suburbs. Like whatever, it, it, kind of a farm. Hey, it's not a farm, dude. It's just a backyard with some fucking. So, so explain what you were saying to me about like you wanted to work on a farm uh, while you were also teaching English, and they didn't let you. What's going on there? Well, I was like kind of keen on like getting some farm experience in. But I don't think it's allowed on my visa. Yeah, unless I, unless I do it like on the on the low on the. Yeah, it would, it would have to be on the DL because like these work volunteer. visas, these work visas are really specific. But yeah, um, so when I went to, they actually have a thing for that. So when I went to Japan uh, to study there for a half year, um, some of the folks who lived with me like went to go travel afterwards, and there's this program where basically you volunteer to be like a, a slave in exchange for room and board on people's like rural farms or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That happened in Australia too. Yeah. Yeah. Australia, yeah. yeah Australia's, people do that in Australia too. Asian, Asians go to Australia to do that. <laughs> Philippines, the, a lot of right now because of COVID, no one's allowed in and a lot of farmers complaining in Australia because they have no one to pick up their fruit. For they have no, food. like they have no foreign tourist slaves to pick up. Yeah, fruit. They have no slaves to pick fruit. That's amazing. So they're trying to like beg the government to allow people from, like Polynesia and Melanesia to come over. They got They got What they got to do is they got to set aside a shipment of vaccine specifically for foreign tourist slaves. I think we're getting a shipment of vaccine, dude. We ain't got nothing. <laughs> My mum will be one of the first people in Australia to get vaccinated and she doesn't want to get vaccinated. So I'm like, 
Yo, can I, I just work at your workplace for one day and then I'll just leave after the you year? Just, vac- I'll just take just, your vaccine and just go. Exactly. Just disguise yourself as your mother. Yeah, exactly. It'll, it'll work perfectly. Speaking of COVID, so wow, we went we went a good a good length without even bringing up our topics. Wow, what a, we what have a topics. Good, <laughs> what a good organic conversation. So yeah, so I guess the first topic this ties in is that we're we're talking about Japan's COVID situation and how it relates to the Olympics. So there was a report earlier this week. The Times uh, they reported that the Japanese government was considering not holding the Olympics. And like an hour after that report came out, uh, the Japanese government and the IOC fired back saying, no, we're, we're definitely, definitely holding the Olympics, which seems like a, it's a sketchy idea. So if you look, so Cam, have you kept up with the Japan's COVID stats? I know you're very much uh, obsessed with it in California, but. Yeah, I mean, I obsessively follow the American COVID stats because I want to know when the hell I can go to Shanghai again. Dude, um, do you actually still but, follow them? I oh, every day. Still do. I, Dude, have I, a, I, I have a tab. I have a tab open on my second monitor that is just open to the CDC vaccine tracker. And I just refresh that until I see yeah. how many people do the vaccine, got the vaccine the previous day. Right. Um, yeah, other, people, other people track GME and uh, Cam just, just tracks vaccinations. Yeah. So yeah, because I want to know when I can, when I can be free again, but uh, the Japan, I haven't been following the numbers in Japan, but I do know that like the LDP cabinet is like, doing horribly right now like the current prime minister has like a negative 20 approval rating they keep going in and out of lockdown like yeah so they've never been in lockdown well i mean what we call what we in america call lockdown yeah an american no no like even it's it's not even an american lockdown it is not lockdown i know people still go to nightclubs nightclubs are still open in tokyo right well just 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 one of their um one of the parliament members went to a nightclub yeah. That's, that's he had to, that's he had to apologize about it today. That's great. So, yeah. so the situation there is that basically, their cases per per person, it's definitely less than you know than, than the states, which because states is like one of the worst in the world. But it's it's much higher than their eastern East Asian neighbors like China, Korea, yeah. Taiwan. So is Japan is doing like quite poorly compared to its neighboring Asian states. And one thing that I thought was interesting is that they're they're test policy is very different like yeah, they've they never been tested they've intentionally yes they've intentionally strayed away from doing as testing for some reason I, so they did stuff. the trump thing but like actually yeah, did they, it. yeah they're doing the trump thing yeah, yeah pretty much that's it yeah, yeah, yeah people who've been to a school where there's been a covid case and taught the student will not get tested no one right. in the class will get tested amazing so basically, yeah. So their test, their test positivity on bad days is like twenty five percent, which mean, which means like realistically, like their their infections may be maybe not quite U.S. level, but like maybe like Germany yeah. or, or, or some bad Western yeah. European states level. So it is actually it may realistically yeah. be in a place where it's very very bad and infeasible. Well, depends on what I guess. I guess it really depends on what you what you your, what kind of losses you're willing to take when you're holding a. A sports event yeah well the thing is for the aoc which is what we're discussing about really I, ioc, IOC. IOC. Yeah, IOC. yeah my bad not not not, <laughs> not not my local representative but not my local no, <laughs> yeah uh is that they kind of broke and they live on a schedule of brokenness to not being broke every four years and they're already broke like i know people who are in the australian 
Olympics, like sport, sporting Olympics. Like I'm not talking about big sports like fucking, I don't know, swimming and shit. For Australia, it's swimming. For other countries, it'd be a different shit. That, that kind of stuff, there'll always be money from the government and they'll always give you money for government because the government wants to look good in swimming because it's just historically been a sport that Australians have been well, have done well in and also Australians are beach going, water loving, whatever the fuck you want to say about it. Um, those those sports will probably be fine even if the uh, Olympics get cancelled. But then you've got smaller sports which rely essentially on funding from bodies that will only get their money back if you go to the Olympics, right? Like mm-hmm. the, the way money's spread in those kind of sports is you make the Olympics, you get paid. You don't make the Olympics, better start begging on the fucking street because you ain't getting nothing money. Like maybe you get a free uh, membership to your local gym or some shit. Yeah, because it's, it's not like people are watching the uh, the regional qualifiers for the biathlon. Yeah, yeah. And they just they watch the Olympics. Olympics. Yeah. So right now, like the, the the thing that they're thinking about is, we host the Olympics. People do, like it spreads COVID, whatever. The other option is being broke, and for most people, they'll take the risk of <laughs> as yeah. bad as it sounds. They'll take the risk of maybe dying and or well, yeah, being broke. They're, they're, as has been the case through the entire pandemic, there's always option three, which is to not be dog shit and actually try to avoid getting people sick. But it's That's... too hard. Yeah. And, and like I, I use too, I, I say too hard with all of the uh, like enmity I can muster because like the Adam Silver proved you can do this shit and do it well and like keep the majority of everybody safe. It was just really hard, and even though they were successful, they decided they weren't going to do it again. Yeah, because it was too hard. That's actually a good. That's actually a good example. I really want to talk about because the NBA held what was considered the gold standard of, of a bubble of a uh, infection free bubble, and what happened was like, they didn't unilaterally go to this open this disastrous whatever they're doing right now, where they're actually traveling and holding games and games are being canceled and like eleven players are getting tested positive per day. It's like that happened because the players wanted that because the players went through the bubble and they said, this is hard. This is like fucking hard. And it's like just a fucking pain. It's even more difficult to do something like the Olympics with a bubble like that. Yeah. That's basically impossible because it's not not one venue. There are so many niche venues to have. There are so many people to bring from so many countries. Like there's so much to go wrong versus one country. Well, I actually think the logistics of it are definitely harder because there's so many more people. But I think because Olympics is like what it's like two months long. I think you could actually convince the athletes to take that. I, I think you could conv- convince them in terms of like a social sort of like a personal well, welfare. Well, the athletes live in like live essentially in a bubble. They anyway, yeah, in, yeah, yeah. The housing yeah. built like the housing for all all of them are built. It's been done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you could imagine every you could imagine every athlete before they arrive at the Olympic Village has to have like two days worth of negative COVID tests, and then as soon as you arrive in Olympic Village. You're required to quarantine for a week or two weeks in your hotel. Well, guess what? And That's what they're doing in, in the Australian Open for tennis. And look how many fucking athletes are crying, man. Yeah, they are it's crying. Because, yeah, you just, you you have, and in order to do that, you have to do the work of convincing people to do it and like building up the infrastructure. And you end up in this, the reason why like the Japanese government under this like increasingly inept LDP is they just don't want to try the like they they were just you can't be like every for going wrong if you don't do anything 
Yeah, exactly. And they've been this whole pandemic, like all of these left, all of these right wing governments, whether it's the LDP or Trump or a lot of the the cent- the, the right wing governments right. in Europe, in Europe and elsewhere, like they just they're like, it's going to get better any day now, guys. Like we're going to do the bare minimum and it's going to get better any day. We don't need to worry about it. It's going to be fine. And so the they've just been saying like over and over, like the Olympics is going to happen. The Olympics is going to happen. We're going to delay it and it's going to happen. And they didn't do any of the work that you would have to do to say like, okay, what if we have to do the Olympics with the background of a pandemic? Because like, oh, you could have also said like, we're going to buy 50 million doses of the vaccine or not like 50,000 doses of the vaccine specifically for the Olympics and all of the staff. And you could do that. Like well, there are some- Japan has no doses of the vaccine. Because none. zero. God, I actually didn't know that. That's amazing. They have none. Thirty million was supposed to be given by AstraZeneca, or if I can pronounce it, and well, essentially that got cancelled because all the European governments said no, we're not going to ship out any of our AstraZeneca vaccines to other well, countries. Well, also AstraZeneca is behind schedule; like they're they're yeah, following well, production. So, well, yeah. AstraZeneca has the option of obviously developing. You can make your own vaccines in country is a big plus if you have yeah. the systems to do it which japan doesn't yeah and won't be ready and, to i think may but and but if if they had been planning ahead they would have and that's how, the, how that's, good, wait, i'll give you a question how good does it look for a government to go give all these athletes these vaccines instead of their own people i think I it looks mean, pretty bad I, you you have to decide what you want to do right like you have to really decide what your priorities are because like if you have the olympics during covid and you don't do either a bubble or something like that, then you're just going to give all your citizens COVID. So like the, like any plan is better can't, than like, shit. Can't give Are, all your citizens COVID if they already have the COVID. Yeah. Well, Maybe that's what Japan's going for. They're going to get so bad that like, how ah, can the Olympics get worse? They're, so on, that, we, they're on that Sweden shit. They're so on that Sweden shit. Yeah. So, so therefore we can do the, vac- the, the Olympics now. It doesn't matter. It's what if we just... What if we just have an Olympics with only the right wing countries? So you just have Japan. Only uh, people Brazil. with COVID are allowed to go to the yeah, Olympics. You, you just have Japan, Brazil, Russia, um, the United States. Like, let's let's go. Hmm. I, I was thinking about this though, because because you said that if you bring these people in, you're going to give if if they if Japan holds holds the Olympics without a bubble, they're going to give all their people COVID and. We're just assuming that, right? Because it's just statistically, it, it's almost a certainty. But the fact that I feel like that that's like a big part of uh, why America is just holding all these sports leagues without bubbles is because we know that they're spreading it to other people by getting COVID. Like we know they're a vector for spreading, but our contact tracing is so shit that we just can't prove it. Like we can't connect to any deaths because none of the athletes die and none of the coaches die. Like it, it's it can never be directly connected or indirectly connected to any kind of actual human tragedy. Is why people think, oh, you know what, the games are canceled, athletes got sick. You know that's the worst of it. And and so that's I have another thing to mention. Yeah. As far as I know, this was for Australian people and I guess New Zealanders as well. Mm-hmm. When you go to Japan, you still need to do the whole two week quarantine. Yeah. But a, you're not restricted to your room. You can walk around the whole hotel. B, there's no guards, so technically anyone can walk out. Okay. And yeah, and you also the family mart next door is open. So you can just oh, go wow. to the family mart, yeah, buy food and then come back out. That's yeah. so we have been looking into what it would take to go This to- is Australian and New Zealand people, so I don't know if it's more strict for other countries. I doubt it. I like yeah. If it's if it's I, not I it. Yeah. I don't think yeah. they're just saying, okay, this country's yeah. got COVID under control. 
we can relax it. I think they're just relaxing for everyone. Yeah. I, 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 like, wait, I, I just want to say, like, I feel like if our contact tracing wasn't so crap, well, also, this, it's not just contact tracing. It's because of how our uh, medical privacy rights work, I guess. If that, if that wasn't... So- if that wasn't the case, I feel like people would actually know the impact of holding these like athletic events, these you know, NFL, NBA, MLB. There's because just, there's there's too many fucking cases though is the problem. Like you can't contact trace when you have yeah, two hundred thousand right. cases a day. Right, yeah. but it's, the whole, you need the whole country. To yeah, the contract. Like in Australia, yeah. it's possible. I think we, we did the numbers in because Australia is one of the few that has contact tracing like consistently applied throughout. Once you get over about four hundred cases in a city a day you're fucked like there's no there's no amount of contract traces contract tracing in the world that can do it like after about a hundred you're hitting the limit of how much contract contact tracing you you can do there were a lot of stories early in the pandemic of like local a lot of the northeastern states uh i think massachusetts had like a pretty strong contact tracing operation set up and like people just you just give up after a while because you've got maybe like 20 people in a room making these phone calls half the people are telling you to fuck off um like it's just it's 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 not a you it it's not going to do anything yeah melbourne had that issue but i think in in order to convince people that holding these big sports events are a bad idea is you have to be able to prove that this has caused harm i feel because without that no because because it happened no i don't even i don't think there's anything you can do because it happened with the trump rally um remember the like the ben, ben carson ben carson got covid at it or not ben carson uh herman cain he died. Yeah. Herman Cain, Ben Carson also got COVID. Um, uh, Herman Cain died. Like yeah. this famous Republican who ran for president not that long ago died of COVID directly because he went to that Trump rally. And like he had another rally the next day, like, or like a couple weeks later. Like, doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Uh, yeah. I, I just feel like bad because like, unless, unless like an elderly NBA coach dies, people aren't going to think that this NBA holding the NBA season is a bad idea. Like, un, like I, un, I don't, I don't, I don't think anything could happen that would convince the like a large, a large enough portion of fans that holding so he, the NBA. So here, season. so here's the thing I that think I thought the, surprising. I think the Olympics are done. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, so like when the when it was outbreak was first happening in Korea, I, I guess due to whatever, I don't know if this has something to do with privacy laws, but like, everyone knew who the per their name wasn't revealed, but like who was super spreader. And how it spread and basically like there was like an entire huge there were like news stories about oh this person went this place on this day and this place person went this place on this day like everyone fucking knew and when there was a, a secondary outbreak at nightclub like everyone basically i i mean i yeah i, I i'm trepidatious about this for you know because like, you know who knows like how this works in other situations but there was like a, a lot of like weird like public shaming in, in a sense yeah same thing yeah yeah, but but in a way, they the media and the government made it very well known that hey, this this these were the exact vectors of spread for these isolated outbreaks in in the beginning, and without that, everything just sort of falls into this sort of very whatever like, indiscreet mass of infections, and you can never really yeah, the, you don't feel any sense of gravity of one of one event. No, and again, like once it just gets this big, like basically all of this stuff falls away and like i guess to bring it back to the olympics uh pretty funny yeah that's all 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 you could really you you have the ability to make it work but if you don't try then you can't be blamed when it goes wrong and half the because the if if the suga government was even thinking about 
doing something. They probably envisioned the scenario where like they do all this work to set up this contact tracing, but then one athlete goes out and gets COVID and then gives it to it like the entire group and they're in, like their several million dollar investment in all this shit is wasted. Yeah. But like it's better to try than to like string people along. Like if you're not going to try just fucking cancel it. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to get canceled. I think there's no I definitely think it will. Especially like and so I I saw some reporting today that the biggest thing that the the government's waiting for is like whether America will commit to sending athletes to the Olympics or not if it's if it's not canceled. Uh and I mean maybe if Trump was still president, he would be pushing for our people to go to the Olympics, but you think Biden's going to going to be down to let uh all these people go to the Olympics and then come back to America. They just put in a big travel ban against all against like South Africa, uh, your, all of the Schengen area, the UK, uh, because of these new variants. Like, yeah, I don't know. American athletes aren't going to go to this thing. So do you have any idea how like people in Japan think about it? Like, do they care about COVID? No, about, 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 about having, having, having Olympics or not. Like, is, is it even a big deal if it gets canceled? I haven't really been reading like Japanese Twitter about the Olympics. Because obviously, like the government, it's like something they want to do. I don't do think the Olympics has ever been a prestigious thing for the people. Mm. I think there have been very few Olympics where the cost of the Olympics ever exceeds the amount of um, enthusiasm the people have for the Olympics. Yeah, like I, I play soccer in a stadium that was built for. I guess not really a stadium, but it was it was a venue built for the Olympics. Every week, like yeah. pretty much every week, and like most countries don't do that. Like they build something for the Olympics, and then it ends up being some fucking wasteland where, you know, the animals come and take over. Like, like the like in Brazil, for example. Yeah, yeah. Or, or Athens. Yeah. Athens is the biggest like example of like just yeah. disaster. Yeah, or like all those World Cup stadiums that get built in random countries and never get used again. Like yeah, like, Brazil was one. Like um, Brazil, which is supposed to be the biggest like sporting like soccer, anyways. Yeah. Couldn't even find a use for all this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like uh, all those the the slaves in Qatar who are building the World Cups, the World Cup yeah. when they gave it to Qatar, and like, what is Qatar gonna do with that after the one event? Yeah, with one a population of one million people. Yeah, um, but yeah, like the don't do the Olympics. Like uh, L.A. L, I, I I know because uh, the Olympics is supposed to be in L.A. I think after Japan. I don't remember which Olympics it is, but like. All I know are people who are like yelling at the mayor of LA to try to cancel the Olympics and get it out of LA. Like, I don't know anybody who's like, hell yeah, the Olympics are coming to California. That's so exciting. I, I, I think thought, it's a government thing. It's always been. Yeah. Isn't the guy who brought the, uh, the Olympics to LA trying to use that as like a platform to run for mayor somehow? Maybe. I don't know. All right. Anyway, ads, trans- ads transition, transition us. us. Okay. Speaking of. Japanese people not wanting things. Some Japanese wow. people have debated. <laughs> I just is good at you know. It makes it worse when we have to like stop and I'm gonna continue. Would this, an this, Evangelion this, be this better? If you... I will say this podcast needs sponsors just so that ads can do the thing of transitioning into sponsor plugs. I've been trying. I've every day. I try oh, every oh, day. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, you know what? Let's do our first sponsor spot, our self-sponsor spot. So last last week, we told you to go to Patreon, and that, that was like canceled in like three days because producer Keith decided, wait, 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 Patreon's bad. 
something else with Patreon. I forgot. There, there was some kind of scandal. We don't pay attention to the money. Yeah, we yeah. just talk. We talk. Yeah. Patreon is bad now. Don't don't go to Patreon. So now, if you want to support the podcast, you can go to. Uh, Where's our link? Fuck, I don't know the link. Keith, 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 is it is it Ko-Fi or Co- I, I know it's supposed to be spelled coffee, but like, what what is it? Co K O hyphen F I dot com slash the jujus. Go there. Give us money. I think it's three bucks. You can give us three dollars. Yes. Hopefully. And they don't take they don't take a cut. I think that's why Keith changed it. I think Keith changed it because he didn't like the idea of giving Patreon like a cut. He he, he wanted all the money. And fuck Patreon. Yes. Where were we up to? I've forgotten what we're talking. We're talking about things that we didn't. Anyways, go there. Give us money. And then once you're done with that, come back. Keep watching, listening. Would Evangelion be... How do you pronounce this, by the way? Evangelion? Evangelion. You guys do Evangelion? Evangelion. Evangelion. Okay. Yeah. Be that's better that's... if it turned down its horniness. Fans debate. What well, do you think? As people... Have you watched it? I know Cam's watched it. Have you watched it? Yeah, yeah. I've watched it. It, it was one thread on Twitter, by the way. It, when, they, when This is one of those articles where like an aggregator site looks at one thread on Twitter that got a lot of retweets and says, fans are saying... I mean, that's technically correct, but I just want to give context. Of course, of course. Do you want to read it? Hey, hey, just just read just read us the tweet ads. Read read, read us okay. the tweet. Okay. I read it. I read you the t- tweet. The tweet says, "I'm watching Eva, but what's up with all the scenes with naked women, women's breasts, and women's underwear, which have nothing to do with the story? It's making it so I can't concentrate. Can men not make it through one episode if there's not a female body shown every 15 minutes? And then there I... were a bunch of people agreeing or disagreeing, and that's what we're going to debate right now. I think they could turn it down, obviously. Every, like, not every anime, but, like, certain animes definitely have the whole uh, fan service entity. Have any of you watched Fire Force? Nope. No. So Fire Force is a shonen, and obviously every shonen needs uh, fan service. And there's basically one character whose whole shtick is lewd. Like, she has, like, a accidental lewdness where she somehow falls over and all of her clothes fall off. And that's like, ha-ha! And then she does it in random situations in time to add humor or whatever. Even, I guess even Gillian isn't that hard, like as far, but it does have that kind of thing. What do you isn't guys it, think? Isn't it like Gynax? It's a Gynax production, right? And they're yeah, famous yeah, yeah. for that. Well, yeah, they, yeah like, the original... entire company is, the, that's sort yeah. of their stick. Yeah, I would like, Evangelion, particularly like the first half, is intended as like a, like a, ta- like a, <laughs> trying to just port- parody, portray, like kind of, invent like interrogate the the generic tropes of like that kind of mecha series and that's that's exactly what you expect for that kind of series yeah but i mean and so like if you want to say like should anime not necessarily be like this you're probably right to say like it's probably bad that anime is so horny for underage people all the time but like you know uh evangelion you you know you know you know what (laughs) you you know what please please tell me what 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 do i know what do i know you know (laughs) like you know that you're not going to win you're not going to convince japan to stop doing that as um, like uh western censors have tried to convince japan to stop doing that for 40 years and have not been successful in such um, I will be successful. I will save the world luck, from horny. <laughs> nah, fuck that. I ain't doing no uh, that shit. And like, I would like, it, 
I'm not going to be one of those people who comes in here and says like, oh, every time that they show the, the, the fan service, it's actually like a clever commentary that's meant to be subverted or whatever. But it, it, it is also true that Evangelion does do that. Like it is knowing and it's winking at you. And a lot of shows and a lot of art will you, you kind of walks that line of like it, indulging in something while also making fun of it. Uh, I think like, you see that sometimes with with like Tarantino comes to mind where like you have the gratuitous violence, but you're also like kind of making fun of the, or like kind of doing a, like a trying to make a statement with the gratuitous violence or something Inserting like that. Fe- fetishes, fetishes. Yeah. Like well, a lot of that kind of stuff. I can't handle that shit, man. Fuck. not. Nah, I can't <laughs> handle fate and I hate when he fucking does it. <laughs> there was but something I was watching that was doing it as well. And he just fucking turned me off to, I think I turned it off. I, okay. uh, I just, I just want to say though, like, so like mainstream censors, like the only reason why they have a problem with anime is because it's targeted toward kids. If it, if it was like rated R, like they wouldn't care at all. Like, see, if you if I go to Anime Lab, which is like the Australian version of Crunchyroll, mm-hmm. almost every single show is rated at minimum M or MA because of the yeah, because of the lewdness, okay, or violence, stuff like that. Like, oh, yeah, I every, mean, that's yeah. okay. I don't think Japan has like a rating system. They, they, uh, they probably do, which is it's just probably it's just, like completely. Uh, there's like some a lot of anime is, is is shown on TV at like midnight, like post midnight. Yeah, oh, well, and this, anime. The, the time slot thing was actually a, a big thing when Evangelion first aired, as as it was with uh, some other shows like Gundam, like the original Gundam. Uh, when Evangelion first came out, it was aired in a more like children's te- uh, time slot because it's like a flashy, bright colored mecha show with like young protagonists, but like they actually ran into a lot of trouble um, as the show went, because if you've seen Evangelion, like the show takes kind of a hard turn halfway through yeah. and gets more and more like violent. And the, 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 the sexuality becomes less like kind of fun, like for, for titillation and much more like yeah. kind of skeevy and intending to make you feel gross. Um and as that went on over the several episodes, like they started, the TV station actually started to get a lot of complaints. And yeah. uh, a lot of the time when you hear people talk about like what happened to the end of the series, where it goes really off, goes really weird at the end. And you know, the last two episodes are like a lot of the stock footage. That wasn't just a budget thing. That was also because uh, the network got to a point where they had to start approving the scripts um, and, uh, because the episodes kept getting into the TV station uh, too soon. So they uh, to, or with, with no time before airing. So they would literally be running the VHS tapes to the station, putting them in the slot. And then they would go on TV like 30 minutes later. Um, and then after the like super hyper violence of the last two, ep- uh, the, the second, the, the third to last episode and the ones right before that, the, the TV station basically told them to shove it and uh, they had to remake the, the series so, uh, and well, then of course you get the movie, which wait, wait, what, uh, what, happened, what happens in the what's the hyper what's, what's the hyper violence you're talking about? I mean, like the the episodes episodes like twenty through twenty four feature. Uh, there's like, like a, people getting you know, crushed in mechs and yeah, shit. People uh, getting crushed, lots of blood. There's a there's a off screen but like audio, full audio sex scene between two of the adult characters. Oh, uh, okay. uh, Oh right, I forgot, I forgot that too. Now that you remember, yeah, like the 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 censors were or the 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 audience reactions were pretty bad uh, at that time. 
Hmm. So uh, I, I want to ask, like, so like, what what's the objection to lewdness? Is it is it the is it because lewdness targeted toward adolescents, or is it sort of lewdness ruins the arts in I general? Mean, I think it, de- it depends on who you ask. I think a lot of a lot of people who come into anime when they like coming in at when they're older or coming in when they don't have uh, when they're not immersed in the culture are just really turned off by the fact that you see a lot of like lewdness of characters who are purportedly like underage which Mm. i don't necessarily think is there's a great argument against that being questionable okay um but uh i think if 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 you put that aside which may be asking a lot um you just have the question of like does everything have to be horny all the time which for some people it's fine for some people it's not fine and i think that's just a matter of taste right Oh yeah, because because like I can see the underage part, but in, in the sense of generally it being sort of like exploiting like sexiness for for sales, that's just pe- things people do everywhere. It's just that yeah. in America it's rated R or rated yeah. Well, European. I mean, not even like like you you turn on like the CW and you have like the TV fourteen shows like Supernatural or whatever where the guys are shirtless all the time, and then you have the the equivalent of like a Michael Bay movie, like. Yeah. And anime most is not anime. Like, yeah. yeah. Most anime is not like fucking art. It's like a Michael Bay movie. It's just, it's just fun exploding yeah. yeah. shit. It's it's just fun. Most of it yeah. is. At least. The, the the shit that pe- that people, particularly Western audiences, hold up as like super high art that deserves to be like scrutinized alongside like James Joyce or something. Like that's like a like a point one percent of anime. Like none of it is most of it is not meant to be treated in that way and a lot of the stuff that people treat that way was not even intended to be treated Dude, that don't way you, you don't understand made. okay when he says i'm crying it's that it's beginning to rain it's it's a complete analysis of how his power is the fire and when the fire is not working it's because it's raining and then for he's losing his power Dude, you don't just don't understand <laughs> that man you just don't understand that what the fuck good ass scene good ass scene man <laughs> all right I, I there will i will have no full metal slander <laughs> yeah, for people who don't know, that was the Full Metal Alchemist uh, Brotherhood reference. Yeah. All right. So, so yeah, in conclusion, I think yeah, hey, I agree so, with you. Hey, let's let's wrap up by all, all of us giving our takes on whether or not we want Evangelion Evangelion to be lewd or not. So I'll I'll, I'll, I'll go first. I'll, I'll say I don't care. So if if they removed all the lewdness and removed all the skin tight suits, I would enjoy it all the same. But I I'm not a bore against it but it would not affect my enjoyment of it. You? Personally, I don't care about the lewdness, but what I do care about is these god-awful fucking names for the movies, bro. What the fuck are you guys doing, bro? I don't need maths equations in my fucking names. Can we get some better names for these fucking movies? That's my uh, that's my take. Uh, fucking 3.0 plus 1.0, 3.33 reoccurring decimals. Bro. I don't need this shit. Hey, I will what? say, the, the name for the last one, uh, Evangelion Thrice Upon a Time, that shit goes hard. I like that. Um... As opposed to as for the as for the question, I think you got to keep some of it because a lot of it really is there to kind of do the awkward adolescence and stuff like that and how it builds into the end. I think there are certain times it goes a little overboard, uh, and I could I, I I would not complain if future Evangelion material was slightly less horny, but yeah. I think the horniness is a bit of an essential ingredient. Uh, to interrogating the psyche of a 14 year old boy yeah the f- uh, last point i want to make about this is ray's theme is a fucking masterpiece and i will 
take no slander upon that. I, Shiro Sagasu just absolutely kills it in the, in the, 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 the OST. I cannot, I could not believe it when I found out he did the soundtrack for Bleach later. He's done a lot of soundtrack. The soundtrack for Bleach just makes me think of the, uh, the gospel choir, uh, for Ichigo's theme. And that's the only song I remember. Shin Godzilla as well. Shin Godzilla is a really good one. Yes. That 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 movie's so fucking good, by the way. It is really good. Speaking of uh, anime and the importance of anime to Western people, uh, basically in the news, Crunchyroll got bought out by... I I don't have this link anymore, so I'm just going to talk because it needs me to subscribe and I'm not going to pay money to Financial Times. Crunchyroll got bought out by Sony, right? By Sony? Sony owns so much shit that I fucking can't even keep up with it. So Crunchyroll got bought out by Sony. Funimation was already part of Sony. Which I don't know when that happened, but it was a couple of years ago by now. And right now, Sony has essentially taken the two biggest Western platforms for anime, or legal platforms for anime. I guess the only one left is like Netflix and... Uh, and uh, Sen- really? Sentai, Sentai High Dive. I actually, I don't know what the owner, uh, the owner stru- ownership structure for, for Sentai I, I don't think we're, I don't think we're, that's popular at all, but yeah. So yeah, that's, that's been bought. And the new question is, is anime the next big thing? We I feel like we asked this question when like Pokemon got big, and then when you know it's been happening. But is anime the next big thing? Big thing. Everyone is, loves yeah. talking about. It. Yeah, is is it the next big thing in the streaming wars? It it seems to be because because all the other places like Amazon Prime and Netflix they have like voiced their commitment to anime. So anime is like its own little like sub battleground inside the streaming wars these days. Yeah. Yeah, like I would. I don't think it's the next big thing. I think it's. I, I would have to see like a, a graph, but like interest in anime waxes and wanes every couple of years, but it never really goes. I would not. I would certainly not say interest in anime is in it is like eclipsing the previous big anime booms. Uh, the, is there is it not? So, so, uh, so the Financial Times article they cite this study which says, right now, um, sales revenue overseas sales account for about fifty percent of of all revenue for anime, which seems like pretty high. This is like a high watermark. Yeah, I mean, it's it's gotten like close to that in the past, but it's it's this this it's clear there's a trend line. The trend okay. line is saying that like. Okay, so I think I think that's a, sl- a slightly different question. So, anime like, will, will live anime, or die on the international scene, not yes. so much domestic consumption. Uh, that, that I agree with. So, anime has never been more reliant on Western consumption in order to uh, not just Western, Ch- like Chinese. Like, yeah, yeah, that's true. It's not just Western. Uh, that's actually yeah. a really good point. I'm glad you corrected me on that because I think we're going to see. I think we're going to see in the next decade a lot more co-productions with china a lot yeah. more licensing with china and it's been already started with the whole um well, this is not china but with korea now like, i think that's opened the door for other yes well other japan has always it, anime it, has always worked with korea particularly as like outsourcing so they've yeah, always yeah, been it's, it's not been like actual korean stories the way it has been now and crunchyroll the big pushes of it as well crunchyroll yeah. being the one that have been uh making contracts with with the i don't know how bi- I don't know how big that's been in Japan, though. Like, how big those series are in Japan. Because Crunchyroll were pushing it the hardest. I, so I definitely I think it's, it's a West... If it, if it was bigger in Japan than the West, then it would have been a Japanese-led production. Um, yeah. So, 
I would definitely think that we're going to see more animated productions of uh, Chinese properties, like where where's like a Daomu BG anime or something. Let's let's go. Um, but you, you, you gotta explain that. You gotta explain that. Oh, it's just like a it's like a popular BL property that I watched a drama of to learn Chinese uh, over the B- over Christmas break. B- BL. Uh, like soft BL, like implied okay. BL. Um, what's, what's, so anyway, what's, what's BL? <laughs> gay shit. Gay shit. Okay, cool. Um, which I, which I, which I'm a fan of. Uh, it's right. a good, good community. Hey, um, hey, 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 I'm just saying, I like just because we're having a very insular conversation right now, you can't exclude the two other people who don't know. Listeners who don't know what this lingo means. Yeah, but kind of coming back to the point, um, anime in Japan is really driven by like a couple big hits and everything else is barely making it. So if you look at the sales numbers for the average shows that come out every year, they sell maybe a couple thousand copies of the DVDs and uh, similar numbers on the manga or the light novels or whatever. And the merchandising is is just kind of not that big and then you have mega hits like attack on titan like demon slayer a couple of these other things that really uh like fate that really um kind of float the entire industry uh unless it has like a gotcha tie-in so you have gotcha games like like uh fate grand order that really float um entire franchises and then occasionally you'll get this big hit like attack on titan or demon slayer uh and then that will account for some crazy high percentage of the overall revenue. Uh, and then everything else is really just uh, either subsistence stuff, just they, they barely make enough to cover their costs so they can retain the talent. And they're always just searching for that next big hit. Um, the over, and if you don't get that hit, uh, your studio is in the shitter because the production cost on anime is so high and the uh, salaries are so low that uh, it's, there's it's no wonder that they're increasingly reliant on western consumption where netflix can say like up front we'll pay you this yeah, yeah. up front we'll buy the license for the show if you make what we want um so that's why that's why you get like a lot of more of these things that are exclusively catered to like what western audiences want to see hmm. what do you think about the idea though that the streaming age is what's gonna because because i feel like we've heard for the last 20 30 years that your know, anime is the next big cultural thing in, in, in outside of japan and ha- and it's like been sort of true and not true because it's, it's there's never been like a boom it's just been like a slow growth it seems more like like do you think there's any truth to the fact that these streaming platforms are, is, is going to be what takes anime to the next level i think i think it's the opposite i think mm-hmm. um streaming has really seen like a really big kind of uh flattening of the culture in a lot of ways so like uh game of Thrones. like think about like um no a lot of the big, a lot of the big hits that came that uh either started before the streaming boom or were in decades past like people talk about those for years and years and years and like even when they're not airing anymore they're still talking about them so like game of thrones they air one episode a season but people talk about the the show like every like 24 7 for an for the whole time but then yeah. you have these big hits through streaming that people binge in one day and then stop talking about. So like, it's been like a couple months since the Queen's Gambit. Now nobody talks about that show anymore, but like when it came out, like everybody was talking about it. Well, here's the thing. A lot of anime still comes out weekly. Yes, but Netflix 
refuses to adopt that model. So Netflix... Oh, so does Netflix anime come out? I don't have Netflix. No, no. So Netflix, they, they force it to be their binge model. So they will pay for a show. The show will air weekly in Japan, but then it will not air in the States uh, or in their other international locations until it's finished airing in Japan. And then they drop all the episodes, uh-huh, which is okay. awful. It's so bad. It, it completely kills the, uh, the like traditional anime culture of like discussing episodes week to week, like all the, the, all the online message boards where people talk about anime, like anytime a show gets licensed by Netflix, people always just either pirate it or don't watch it because the hype is gone. Um, but like the, I would say even if more people are watching anime now because it's on streaming platforms, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to have as much of a cultural impact. Like I don't think anime will ever have the kind of cultural impact it had when every kid was watching Pokemon week to week, uh, Pokemon, Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball Z in the late nineties. And then a couple, like about maybe half a decade to a decade later when like Naruto hit really big in the States. Um, and then Attack on Titan was maybe the next big anime boom in like 2012. Booms are smaller than the last one. I, I kind yeah. of disagree. Well, I kind of disagree in the sense. Well, I, so I agree in, when you say, hey, no one property can have the cultural impact as before. But at the same time, I feel like anime as a whole, this genre as a whole, has become much more culturally pervasive. Like there's like so. I don't know. Like, how, how many titles right now do you think like like an average person knows about compared to before? It, it's gone from zero to like I don't know, like four. Like you know, we don't, we don't maybe not the average person, but the average geek, I should say. I don't it's, think that's true. Like everybody knew Dragon Ball Z before. Everybody knew Pokemon. Everybody knew Yu Gi Oh. Everybody knew uh, like Naruto. When you were high schooler. When you were high schooler. When you were high schooler, you mean like when you were in like high school, you were saying like the kids, all, all the kids knew those names. Basically. Well, I mean, that's, that's not just kids, like, necessarily like their parents and like did their parents yeah. know. Like, like, did their parents know what like Naruto was back in the day? Dude, I feel like parents just see fucking things going on the screen. They, 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 they have, they have to know what shit to buy for their kids, but uh, yeah, that's dude, true. Uh, dude, mom bought me a fucking Powerpuff uh, oh, thing instead of a Dragon Ball Z thing. Because like, she saw it on TV. Well, actually, I like Powerpuff Girls, so that's yeah. not a big deal. But, oh, yeah. and there's an anime of that, too. There is an anime of that, too, by the way. There is? Yeah, there is. Yeah, there's a Powerpuff Girls anime. Yeah, they made one. A Japanese adaptation of it, yeah. <laughs> watch, watch it next. I don't know if it's any good, but watch it next. I'll watch it. Yeah, so I think, like... I, but, see, the thing is, I think that anime as a concept has gotten more normalized now, where even though Dragon Ball Z was very big and other things like it, they didn't have the same, I don't know, like back then, if you had an anime movie, it would never get streamed, like screened in Australia, ever. If it did, there was one place in the city that would show it. Now, every anime, pretty much every big anime release will get like a, a screening, and not just a screening at one place, it will get screened throughout Sydney, throughout Melbourne, throughout the big cities anyways. And people will go to it. Like, even, um, what was the most recent... Like Akira got a re-release on uh, 4K Blu-ray. And they, did, they did a re-release of the movie as well. And there were like 100 people at the movies when I went to watch it. Right. You know, I've actually never seen the Akira film. I've only read yeah. the manga. And I feel like when, when I went to see your name in, at like an art theater in New York, it, it wasn't just like uh, anime fans. It was just it was actually released as a kind of, hey, this is just a good animated flick. And the, you know, the film nerds will see it, not just anime nerds. 
just the people who like art film came to see it. I that you I I'm 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 halfway to uh, not fully changing my mind, but like kind of agreeing that there's probably it's probably somewhere in between on this because I think that is true. I think more uh, an anime movie that particularly like an anime movie that's treated as like a prestige release is more likely now probably uh, to get like a look from serious critics because before it had to be Ghibli. And the reason why Ghibli was able to break through is because Disney put a lot of weight behind Ghibli. So it kind of drafted off of that credibility from Disney. But I think now it is true that if you're, if you're like a, not a franchise anime film, but like a, your name, you probably are more likely to get a release now. I think that's probably true, but I think anime as a whole, particularly anime as filtered through like series is being dropped on Netflix or other streaming platforms. I just have a hard time seeing is that seeing actually, I don't even know. I like, I mean, it's, we're in fucking quarantine and uh, I don't talk to people anymore. So I actually don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe you're completely right. And the zeitgeist has changed. Yeah. 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 Right. Like mm-hmm. if you're a streaming service, your entire goal is to get people not to watch what you, but subscribe and continue subscribing. So yeah. the question you need to ask isn't whether anime is big, but whether anime is big enough to be the reason why someone subscribes to whatever Sony's thing is, whether it stays as Crunchyroll, anime, or, there's so many of them. I don't know if they're going to like join them all together. I assume they will. Or subscribing to Netflix. Like that's the difference. Will you be doing, I don't know how many, some people subscribe to multiple. Most people subscribe to one or two. Yeah, I, I filter like I, I'll filter through subscription. Yeah. The like one for a few oh. months I'll have this and then I'll switch to something else. Yeah, see, or you have family members who each subscribe to different ones yeah. and then you pool it. Yeah, like, exactly. I, I subscribe to Crunchyroll, but my family subscribes to Netflix and HBO. So it I seems like yeah. it seems like something that's not going to be so small that like one one streaming venture can can like monopolize it. It's actually it's actually big enough that it's contested and all of these streaming sites are going to be making their own stuff. It's not yeah. that in itself. It's, it says something about it because the smaller genre, someone could like feasibly corner it and just take it over. But this, yeah, clearly, is like way bigger than that. It's something yeah. that people are, like people are competing over this shit. Well, and it's clear that at the very least, they see it as a potential place for that because Netflix, as we know, like dropped a shit ton to finally get the rights to Evangelion. Uh, and went yeah. out of their way to 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 create a new English dub for it, which was not even something anybody was really asking for. Um, they and then obviously uh, the, uh, Sony went out on a limb and bought Crunchyroll like this, but also uh, Warner Brothers put um, a bunch of Crunchyroll shows as like Crunchyroll collection on HBO on HBO Plus or whatever it's called it, uh, HBO Max. Uh, mm. And Sony had previously bought Funimation. So look, if Sony does one thing, and it's that kill Crunchyroll off. Let me keep Anime Lab because it's a better website and a better app, and then make me not have to pay for both. I'm already happy as the <laughs> consumer. I am happy with not having to pay double the amount and just pay for one of them. I'm already happy, but they haven't even done that already. Like I don't know if the things deal's gone through, but I still have to pay for both. Fuck yeah. Man. Make more anime movies available on streaming platforms. That's my other question. I, I would agree with that. I know, Netflix they didn't Netflix no uh, HBO Max did the deal to get all of Ghibli. Did they? Yeah. I thought Disney bought them. 
Uh, but they licensed it out to. Uh, okay. They licensed it out to HBO. I I don't I don't know what's going on, but I I know that HBO Max has like a button you can click to get the Ghibli movies. Mm. Yeah. In conclusion, so I think yeah, I think the thing is for Sony is that they want something to fight Netflix with, and they think that that's the. Sony has so many movies as well, though. Like, I don't know what they're going to... There's no telling what they're going to do. I assume they're going to leave it out. I think the other thing about Sony is that because they're a Japanese company and because so much of Sony's revenue uh, is through, like, anime-associated properties. So, like, if you look at the earnings call for Sony Media Japan... Or Sony Music, sorry, which is the property that owns all of their mobile applications... Um, there's an entire section of the Sony music earnings called dedicated to fake grand order and <laughs> fake grand order brings in the, um, so much money for Sony. The, so I think the uh, demon slayer mo- movie song has been the top song on the boards for Japan for like 110 weeks or something yeah. like that. I'm ridiculously yeah. long. Yeah. Really? And it's, yeah. It, it passed your name and a bunch of other films to be the top movie in Japan. Ads, yeah. ads, ads, do you have any, any songs for us this week, by the way? Oh, now, that, now that we finally got the music. Okay, I, so. I, I know last week you gave us like a, like a, a shitload of like recommendations and a, and a whole playlist, but come on. The, the people want more. The people want what the people want. Look, in my opinion, Leon Genesis Evangelion soundtrack is really, really good. If you don't Ooh. want to listen to some anime soundtracks, you can go listen to the Shin Godzilla soundtrack made by the same person. That one is a banger. The main the main theme is I listen to that main theme like once. Probably Shin at least Godzilla. once. Shin Godzilla. Shin Godzilla soundtrack. Yeah. It actually it actually has a song from Evangelion in the soundtrack as well. <laughs> what? Yeah. No, the uh, the 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 main the, the main theme when they're like making plans for their for like the the fight against the angel, the if you hear it, uh, can the producer drop it in right here? I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, we don't. We don't pay for the rights for this shit. No, I'm not doing that. The the one that goes like done, done, done. Yes, done, yes, done. I know that. Yes, yeah. that 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 song is in Shit Godzilla, like straight up. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, um, good movie. Everybody should watch it. Don't watch the Western Godzilla movies. Watch that. But uh, oh. if the Western Godzilla movies want to take us out, fly us out to make a um Kong versus movie. Godzilla. Looks good. Yeah, looks good. Kong, yeah, it looks it looks great. It looks. Oh, yeah, looks great. no, I, I will change my if if Kong versus Godzilla is good. It's sure. it's not gonna be good. I don't know what the fuck you think. No, it's not gonna be good. But yeah. if uh, whoever's making it, I don't know who they are. Want to fly me out? Come to their fucking red. Do they still do red carpets in COVID season? I don't know. If they do, fly me out. Pay me some stuff, and I can and plug wax yeah, half full on it. Then you'll say it's good. I'll say yeah. it's good. Exactly. Yeah. Right. How about, right. then, then you can do uh, Godzilla versus Shin Godzilla. Any, 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 anyway, guys, if you've enjoyed this conversation, make sure to support us at Coffee slash the Juju's Coffee. The the URL is kind of weird. ko fi dot com slash the Juju's. Send us a tip so Ads can keep doing his thing because he, he's gonna go to Japan. He's gonna be. Poor. I need money to live in and, Japan. Okay, and they're fucking. And they're fucking like they—they're not even allowing to be a farmer. Like, he, like he literally wanted to, to volunteer his work, and Japan's like, nope, only privileged Japanese people can farm here. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so yeah. just send, send us some money so so ads can go to Japan, teach English, and, and just survive. Cam, do you have anything to plug? Uh, not really. Not even worth uh, plugging my Twitter because my Twitter sucks. Just uh, 
I thought you were going to say, not even worth plugging my Twitter because nobody watches your fuck. <laughs> just fucking, no, I said because my Twitter sucks. No, Because my tweets are bad. Follow at follow at Shiroi Kaisen on Twitter for updates on how many vaccinations ha- are occurring. Yeah, in, in yeah he's going to tweet right live tweet it. So yeah, I, I, just, I, just, I, just, I just yell at Gavin Newsom, retweet uh, the governor of California, uh, who's doing a horrible job. Uh, retweet and, graphs showing good news about COVID, and then like post about Umineko Nonaku Korami, which is the greatest Japanese anime property of all time. Yes, but our main plug is give give us money. So yeah, thank you no, for another episode. They didn't pay. They, in order for them to be able to pay me for this guest appearance, you need to pay them first. So pay them so they can pay me. There we go. Thank you for listening. We'll be back to you. We'll be back with you next week with episode twelve. Thanks. All right. See ya.